Welcome to season two of Girl Gang the Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Will, and the founder of GirlGangTheLabel.com. Hi, my name's Teresa Foglia, and I'm a hat maker and designer at Teresa Foglia Hats. And you're listening to Girl Gang the Podcast. So, Teresa and I have been friends for 12 years. You have been a hustler since I've known you. How many internships did you do in college and companies did you work for? I started interning for companies when I was 14 years old. I had an internship my sophomore, junior, and two senior year high school internships. And then in college, probably around seven internships, I would say. Um, Different semesters, summers, and two that I ended up working for after college as well. Can you talk about the transition from being a lover of hats since a young age to starting your own hat line? I know that this is something you've always wanted to do. You just didn't know exactly how it would look. Can you talk about how this actually came to be? Yeah, I first thought about starting a hat line in 2015 after a trip to Thailand. A girlfriend of mine, Jessica Harmon, was running her fashion brand out of Thailand. I thought, oh, this would be great. She's working with a women's run, owned and operated um, facility. It'd be great to produce hats here. I really loved her mission for it, but I simply just didn't have the time to execute something running the digital agency as well. And I kind of closed my laptop, put the mood board away. I actually had developed out a brand name and a label, but this was all just while I was sitting at home one afternoon and just kind of dreaming. It went to the next level when I moved to Europe and I was living there for about a year. And during that time, I just did not want to come back to the States. And so I started looking up fashion design courses that I could go and get my master's somewhere, but I wasn't finding myself attracted to just a fashion textiles course or just a fashion design course. I really loved the idea of millinery and making hats. I was actually buying really expensive hats and just thought they're never exactly what I wanted. I didn't really feel like I was getting necessarily what I was paying for. So while I was looking for a master's program, I stumbled across this hat making course wrote her on a Thursday, arrived on a Monday, spent some time with this woman, um, an English woman in France. And I mean, I cried every day that I was at the course. I was so happy. It was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. And it was during a time that I was healing from a really bad breakup. And it, it was just for the first time I really felt genuinely happy again. When I got back to Berlin, my friends that I was living with really admired my hats and people that I was you know, I was walking around wearing my new hats and people started, you know, just kind of asking me for them. And that's when I thought this is kind of a fun project to do. And I had spent my entire career just on my phone and on my computer and not physically making anything that, um, yeah, just kind of went from there. You spent so long doing computer work, internet work, everything. And I know you still do that stuff, but how good does it feel to be making physical things and be a maker? I love giving someone something that's an extension to themselves. Mm -hmm. I love inspiring people. I love giving people the confidence to wear a hat. So many people come in here and have never worn a hat before. And what I say is they lack hat fidence. Mm -hmm. It's when you see someone put on an outfit that's totally out of the norm where, you know, it's just something that's just out of their personality and they try things on and everyone has this idea that certain hats look good on certain types of people. And yeah, I mean, maybe from a more technical point, there's someone with a round face looks good in this type of hat. I'm a firm believer in just creating something that makes someone feel really good about themselves. So I just love that feel good aspect. And I definitely think that's just an extension of my personality that, 
you know, I hate when people are disappointed in my work or I just love creating something that makes someone really happy and light up. For a long time, I didn't want to start a brand because I didn't want to just produce something to produce something because I liked it and I thought it was cool. This really feels like creating a product when we only do it based on the demand of someone wanting it feels like we're actually making an impact in an industry that, you know, I really admire and I love. It's nice to be off the computer, but I will say spending more time away from my computer actually made me miss my job more of what I used to do. And I love the business aspect of it now. So when people are, when I'm talking to potential investors or I'm talking to my advisors or mentors, they keep saying to me, put your business work off to someone else or put your operations off to someone else. And I look at them and I love that aspect of my business too. Mm-hmm. You know, I love setting up the social media. I love working on the schedules. I, I love that aspect. Um, but it also just feels so good to create something. And also I'm finally feel like a year and a half later, I'm getting the creative confidence to just make things. I used to be so nervous about putting that detail or not including that detail and now I just create and that's a really good feeling that I'm finally feeling confident in myself to like flex that creativity muscle. You just started making hats a year and a half ago and now here we are in your studio in Industry City. You've done like three interviews this week. You're in editorials. We like I've been here all weekend just watching people come in and out when you let the universe kind of push you in the right direction and you trust it and you're not scared and you fully lean into it, things just happen much more quickly because you're on the path you're supposed to be. And I think you're a direct example of that. And I think you and I are both believers in this. We kind of never believe a prediction that doesn't serve us. Mm -hmm. So for example, today was supposed to be torrential downpours and we weren't supposed to see any sunshine. And lo and behold, we get this 85 degree day with sunshine all day. And that's kind of how this entire process has been for me. I never went into my hat making course thinking I was starting a hat brand. I think I should say that. I truly went because I had a free week in Europe and the two people that I was spending the most time with were both out of town. This was truly just something to fill my time with. And when I got to New York last year in April, I met these incredible humans that were just starting a branding agency and they met me and I just think that positive energy just goes such a far way and such a long way and they said to me we want to make you a brand and I said I don't have a brand they said no but you are a brand you you don't even see it yet but can we book an appointment with you at your co-working space we want to make your brand for you thought this is crazy. Okay. I don't even make hats for anyone. I don't even sell hats, but sure. Let's do it. I did my brand sprint. They presented their brand strategy to me and I cried. I was totally blown away by it. I'm a Pisces. A lot of my stories are going to involve crying. (laughs) Very emotional. Um, and when I saw this brand book, I thought, wow, well, if I don't do something with this, what they kind of just handed over to me in a silver platter. And it was incredible from my vision, my manifesto, my, just everything, my type treatments, my color, my photography, the way we speak to our customers, the online journey, the customer journey. And one of the things that they had me do during this brand sprint, what they call them. And also I should say the company is called Scout Lab and they're incredible. One of the things they had me do during my brand sprint was they had me come up with a playlist if I had a store. 
So there you go. Your brain starts like operating in that way and you start putting this playlist together. And it was the one thing that of all the activities they gave me to do, I kind of cruised through everything else and they kept following up with me, Teresa, where is this playlist? Where is this playlist? Well, music is a huge part of my life and typically see, you know, two shows a week in New York. And that's why I moved to Los Angeles from Laguna was because I was going to so many shows And it just took me forever to kind of put this playlist together because I felt like it was kind of the most important piece of the entire puzzle. And I think ever since that moment, subconsciously in my head, this was something much bigger than it ever was. And I'm never really one to play life little at all. If I'm going to go on holiday, I'm going to go for six weeks. I'm going to try to hit like 20 countries in that week and, you know, really just go for it. And New York has been the type of community. And with the people that I spend my time with here, my friends made my brand. I mean, I am simply the one orchestrating it, but the way that they have supported me, the fact that they have all been customers of mine, they've brought all of their own tons of other customers to me. Um, it's just an incredible place to foster what we wanted to do. So I've been making hats in New York now for a few months and I was struggling to find a co-artist studio to make my hats. And when it came to Industry City, I, and mind you, I had been kicked out of two studios already. One for the sanding treatment was too loud and another studio, the sanding treatment was causing too much dust for someone. So I, you know, I'm an emotional roller coaster. like, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. And mind you, it's just for fun. I was doing it maybe... A day out of the week. It was super minimal. I was still running my digital agency, which I still am running as well right now. Um, But when I came to Industry City and looked at a space in Camp David, they saw this bigger picture that I didn't see. They asked me to put a mood board together of what my ideal studio would look like. Where would the, what would the equipment look like? What would the hat blocks look like? What would the vibe be? And we had this entire French bohemian, which would combine a modern a modern aesthetic with industrial and vintage, um, you know, look and feel. And I didn't really think anything of it. I thought there's no way they're going to approve this. This place is so cool. And I had never heard of it before. So I went into Burning Man having no idea and kind of went on this trip and went off the grid for a few days without my cell phone. And as soon as I got my cell phone back on, I got this email from industry city saying, we'd love to work with you and we'd love to move forward. And at first I thought, no way. I live out of my carry-on. I travel the world. I run a crazy, fun digital agency. There's no way that I'm going to open some physical location. Mind you, I don't even live in New York at this time. I still live in Los Angeles. I've been subleasing, bouncing around out of New York since April. Feels like my friends won't let me leave. Every weekend I'm like, I'm going back to LA and they're, no, you're staying for another weekend. And it was the perfect timing. Everything just came together and we opened this, we, you know, we signed the lease in October and opened the space in December. And I thought that I would have a lot of time to do trial and error when we first opened because I had still only made, you know, so many hats at this time and only had so much training. And when we opened the doors, the first day we were open, Someone came in and bought a custom hat, and I kind of thought, what? Like, how? Like, what do I do now? Okay, like, how am I going to do this, you know? And 
we just made it work. We sourced the materials. We found the right hat shape block and we made the hat. And yeah, it's been profitable ever since. And your team here is so amazing too. You've brought together such an awesome group of women hat makers. Can you talk a little bit about um, some of the people that are working for you and just really the energy that's inside of the space that you have to give our listeners a better picture? Yeah, we have around seven people that work for us all on a part-time basis. We have two extremely talented hat makers that have been in the industry for, I would say, about a combined 20 years. One is very specialized in one side of the business. One is specialized in another side of the business. And there are back-end support for whenever production is becoming too overwhelming that I can't produce all the hats on my own. They're an incredible duo, and they work together just really, really well. Um, then for new people that have been in the studio, we have a few students um, that are from NJIT, which study product design. They're, they fascinate me. They have really made our company into this modern millinery business that we are. They are working on 3D renderings of our blocks. They are working on getting all the plastic out of our studio. They figure out ways to upcycle all the materials that we use here. We try to be a zero-waste company, so all of our scraps are donated to schools. And these are all very much concepts that once they kind of saw my vision of, I was just so worried to create a product and have it be a bad effect on, you know, not have a positive effect on the world. Mm -hmm. And they're aligned in that vision and very much believe in it as well. Can you talk about the energy in New York and working here? I mean, it's magical. Obviously, I love when you're in L.A. because that's where I am. And I love when we live in the same city. But there is something really special and real about New York. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, the reason why I didn't go back to L.A. after my Europe trip. And mind you, I after I learned how to make hats in France, I then continued making hats in Berlin I went back and I was making hats in LA. I was still really heartbroken and could not be in LA. So I went to London the day that my visas re, were, could be reissued. And I met another hat, incredible hat designer there. And I apprenticed and worked on a collaboration with him for three months while I was there. So when I came to New York, it was just for a, a birthday party, a surprise weekend. And I felt when I was traveling in LA a lot, going in and out of the city. I felt like I could leave LA and come back and everyone was super supportive. And, hey, how have you been? And, you know, life just kind of carried on and everyone was kind of doing their own thing and on their own schedules. When I come back to New York, you, it, everyone is so, everyone has something in New York. They're all hustling hard it's really hard to live in New York and just be kind of casually chilling where in LA, there are a lot of people that have more of, I think, a chill life. And I don't know if it's how much it costs to live here or the dynamics of the city, of the type of demand that the jobs take here. To be honest, I much prefer my light lifestyle. <laughs> I, like my low, I like my more slower paced life. Um, but New York, everyone has something and they own it and they love it and they work so hard for it. And in my immediate group of friends, 
the majority of us are entrepreneurs and own our own businesses. And being around that type of community, you can't just kind of wake up and just go to the Met for the day and then maybe I'm going to go out to the Hamptons for the weekend and casually stroll along. That's great. There are people in New York that do that. But then hanging out with your friends that have these projects and they're growing and they're progressing and they're creating. So I would say that the energy of New York is completely contagious. Everyone here is extremely driven and very dedicated to whatever they're working on. It's allowed me to have input from so many different people in different areas of my business that when you're a solo entrepreneur, it's really hard. Not only is it really hard to try to act like you know the answers to all the decisions you should be making, but it's really lonely. So I find myself very grateful that I live in a city where most of my friends are single. Their primary dedication is work. And they're willing to give advice and help others because they have been given as so much advice and they've been given so much help. There's just something about the energy in New York. It's been like this forever. I don't think it's ever going away. Um, I have found that if I'm going to work, I want to do it in New York. Mm -hmm. I miss my life in LA. I have zero complaints about any of it at all. I love living in Europe. For me, I personally just find that you know, I've been here for 13 months now and I came with no direction and where I wanted to take my life and I've had a brand developed, opened a store and now are sending hats to clientele that never did I think that w- would happen at mm-hmm. all. So you opened the studio in December and just a handful of months later, can you talk about um, some of the clients that you've been lucky enough to be making these hats for? So the manifestation is real. <laughs> so real. Um, someone recently asked me if I had a dream list of who would be wearing my hats. Could I send it to them? And I said, okay, well, how much of a dream list are we talking here? Because my dream list is going to start with Oprah and Beyonce. So tell me like, what kind of dream list we're talking here. And... They said, yeah, that's fine. You can start it with Oprah and Beyonce. That's super cool. I thought, okay. So since then, um, we've been lucky enough to work with Catherine Zeta-Jones, Jamie Chung, Nikki Reed. Personally love Bob Moses, um, Phineas O'Connell, who is an incredible musician, and a lot of other artists that I just love and respect. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people that write me on a daily basis asking for a hat for this and a hat for that. And to be honest, I really didn't want to just become another hat in someone's closet. I'm really more inspired by someone like Sophia Amoroso, who I just DM'd on Instagram and just said, girl, you are amazing. I need to make you a hat. And when I got her response of, wow, these are beautiful, you know, here's my hat size. Those are the type of people that I'm trying to work with because they inspire me. And I feel like they appreciate and understand my craft. So why did this all start? The trip to Europe started because I found myself in a situation where I was in a relationship for six years and 
I thought my boyfriend was proposing to me and he actually broke up with me. So I think this was on maybe a Thursday and the following weekend, I booked a one-way ticket to Barcelona and met my friend there for a music festival. And I didn't come home until the following April. (laughs) During that time that I was there, I took the hat making course and my trip really allowed me to slow down, heal and really regroup and find what I wanted to do. And I still didn't know and even realize it was hats. If you look at my bookshelf in this store, you're going to find the majority of the books are self-help and find your passion books. (laughs) And I must have done the artist's way three times before I went on this trip to Europe. And I've read A Course in Miracles and I did yoga and I meditate. So when the hat thing came around, And people started just asking me to do something that felt just like this incredible creative expression. And also, how cool that we get to come here and make hats every day. It was one of those things where it was kind of, okay, the universe brought me where I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It was during my Saturn return. It was days before my Saturn return happened that my boyfriend broke up with me. What you do with your Saturn return during your 28th year has such an important impact on where your life goes after that. And I'm so happy that mine went the way that it did. Wellness and health are a big part of your routine in and out of the office for your personal life and professional life, which I guess guess is all the same. It's really meshed now at this point. We've been you've been here every single day. You're here like multiple days in a row. Um, can you talk a little bit about your routine to help take care of yourself? Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in just stopping when you're done. So there's a lot of nights that I will stay at the studio until 11 o'clock at night or one in the morning. And there are other nights that it is 4 p.m. and I just don't feel like doing it anymore. And I think that allowing yourself a mental stop time to just say no is really, really important. I love yoga. I think travel is the biggest thing that feeds my soul and truly allows me to stay happy, healthy. Um, Winter, I can say that I did a lot of boozing in New York (laughs) City. It was a cold, long winter. Um, I would say that that wasn't my healthiest moment, but it also gave me a big reality check to say I really wanted to take a step back. Since those the last couple of months of really focusing much more on my health, I just can't believe how much of a better performer I am in my day-to-day job. I can show up with a better attitude. I have higher spirits for everyone that needs to share this space with me. Remembering that we don't have offices here. We're an open shop and studio. So when you're in this space, one person's energy really affects the rest of the group. So just staying active every day, eating healthy. I love green juices in the morning vitamin and daily shots of ginger and wheatgrass. We have a juicer in the studio. Um, I just think it has a really um, huge effect on my own life. I am a bit of an insomniac, and that is something that I am really trying to work at. But these days, I'm just so tired. I've been kind of just passing out as it is anyway. (laughs) Is it safe to say that hats are that big love of your life? 
Hats are the driver for that big love in my life. Mm -hmm. The bigger love in my life is bringing together people and communities and seeing people happy. So having this space is so much more than being a hat shop. It's hosting events. It's having my friends here. It's my second home. It's having incredible humans like you to share the space with and host pop-ups. And so for me, I just love how happy hats make other people too, that this space has actually become so much bigger than I think necessarily the physical product of the brand in itself. Mm -hmm. It really is an experience when you walk in and there's so many things you can do in it. And like you said, it's the energy. And I think people coming in here are just naturally inspired because you have everything out. You see how this hat process is made. I watch people's eyes light up when they come here. So I think they just come in and they get in touch with their creative self. So there's so much you can do in here. How do you keep up with a social life, with owning a hat studio that's super demanding, taking time to take care of yourself, and also running a digital agency? First off, I have the most understanding and supportive friends I think anyone's ever had in their life. I'm so, so lucky. Um, My day-to-day routine is I wake up, I'm out of bed before I even have a chance to check my phone. I'm just not a bed linger at all. Um, I usually run to Industry City Gym. Um, I will be in the studio, try to be sometime between 9 a.m. and noon. <laughs> just, just It depends on what's going on in the studio. Um, I work until the evening time or I'm back in the city in the garment district to source materials. My social life is a huge component of my happiness. I get so much happiness from other people's energy and spending time with them. I try to have dinner with one of my friends or a group of my friends every night of the week if I don't work through dinner. Typically, this will wrap up between 10 and 11 o'clock at night, and I'm home and back on my computer when I actually get my work done between the hours of around 11 p.m. and 2 to 3 a.m. And then... You know, you never know when the insomnia is going to hit. So you're either up at 6 a.m. and you're just at it again or, you know, you have that morning where you sleep in and enjoy a bit of rest. Do you have some advice for people that are creatively lost and waiting for that passion to align with their career? I definitely think that taking a break from whatever your day-to-day routine is to get yourself happy is step number one. There's no clear path for everyone of what where they're going to find their passion. But I think there's something to be said about slowing down and maybe mind mapping out a bit about different things that interest you and you're passionate about. And the next morning, see what you want to do that day. Because I think there's no there's nothing more evident than just doing what you want to do. And I say the same thing about someone who's unhappy in a job, a relationship, in a friendship. I think as soon as you recognize it and make a change, as soon as the happiness comes back into your life, it's really when you start to it's really when you start to see the light of where of where you should go. A lot of universe books. Mm-hmm. A lot of universe podcasts and books and realizing that we're all this gravitational force and kind of Things are going to happen to you, actually, no matter what. It's kind of just how you're reacting to them. Dropping just so many wisdom bombs right now. (laughs) How did you set up the business? 
I completely self-funded the business. I set it up as an LLC. I would say that my business background definitely helped me be a little bit more confident in my decision to open the store. It's been an ongoing project. The store was very bare and minimum when we started. We don't have a lot of raw materials here because we simply just don't have budgets for them. Investors want to invest, and I don't have time to make them an investor's day. I mean, that's the swaggiest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, literally, people are just, like, knocking on your door to give you money, and you're just like, I just need time to make a deck, but sorry. Yeah, I don't know how to prioritize. You definitely do. I would say sitting in here, like, you got your priorities pretty good. How important are relationships in building your business? Can you, I mean, everyone in Industry City, we think they're your best friend. And just, like, the energy you project personally and as your brand is so positive. Um, I definitely think that that's helped a lot with your brand building so quickly. So can you touch on that a little bit? Relationships are the most important part of my business. That's for sure. You definitely hit that. I try my best to treat everyone better than how I would want to be treated. I really, I find people to be just completely infectious. I think it might have to do with a bit of the traveling. It kind of opened my mind to different people's backgrounds, different cultures, different personalities. You're not going to get along with everyone. That's not what I'm saying or that I think at all. But I think just giving someone a hug rather than a handshake, you know, hugging for five seconds and trying to level with people as much as you can and just treating people with just good energy, you know, exactly what you were saying. I, I love to be friendly with every single person here and my friends and I all treat each other really, really like family and I definitely find them to be my chosen family, you guys included. And I find myself surrounding myself with people that only treat people the same way. We're very generous with our time. We're very generous with our ideas, with our friends. And I used to think when I was younger that you didn't make really good friends as an adult. And I realize that now at 30 years old, that it's just so not true. It's actually, you're kind of just starting to develop maybe some of the best friendships of your entire life. And I don't think it's for everyone because I don't think everyone goes down this crazy, let me find what my true passion calling is in life. And it's so in a way cheesy to say. And I, I just, I don't know. I just, I take things seriously, but I just don't take anything that seriously. It's all, you know, we're, we're here for such a short time. They're hats. Like I'm living, there's a billion cells in me right now. It's like all this is, it's, it's just wild, you know? And why am I going to wake up and be in a bad mood? That's not to say that I don't get in a bad mood because I do. (laughs) But I just think that having, you know, just having a smile on your face goes such a far way. I'm inspired by travel, colors, art, and things that just make me happy. So a lot of the scarves that are here, I see out and I buy them and they, I come back and I'm like, this scarf I would want to wear on a hat that looked like this. And it's also what's available to me. So like I said, starting this on my own, on my own budget, I bought materials that I could afford and I messed and experimented with things that were available to me. So I might not be able to get that Monte Cristo gorgeous straw hat because actually they cost around five to $700 just to buy them and then to resell. So a lot of those things 
I couldn't afford when I'm starting my business. And I don't necessarily go into things with clear visions. But if I am establishing a collection for a place I'm going to, that definitely influences it. So for example, we were shooting a collection in Barbados in February. We were going to this incredible hotel and they had these pink umbrellas and the ocean was this bright blue and they had these yellow kayaks and they had this like gorgeous rattan chairs everywhere. So obviously we went with a pink bolero and we went with a blue fedora and this great yellow and it just felt like the hat collection was born by the hotel and it was... It was very much like that. So I kind of make as I create and I definitely have ideas, but I don't necessarily, I set out all the details of what exactly I'm doing. If I, you know, if we tie dye something or if we knit something or if we find a silk, we know we want to use it as a piece of the hat, but we might wrap that hat scarf around the brim. And then as soon as you see it visually, you're like, no. We're not in a business where we're making samples and mass producing so we can make any design changes at any time. I actually came in yesterday and three of the hats that are in the store look nothing. We have three new hats in the store today because I just decided I'm, I'm over the look and feel. Cut the brims, change the colors, lit them on fire, added things that I've picked up since then and I have three new hats in the shop and all I did was change the trimmings on them. Can you let our listeners know where to find out more about you and to get a custom hat made? Yeah, definitely. You can visit my website, TeresaFoglia.com, or follow me on Instagram at TeresaFoglia. All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time to chat with us today. I love you, Amy. Thank you. I love you, Teresa. (laughs) I love you so much. I've had so much fun here this weekend. This was probably the best weekend that I've been in New York. This was incredible. I want you guys to come and lock yourselves in my studio oh every my single weekend. But just uh, let us out to go to La French. La French Diner, a shout out. <laughs> best restaurant in New York City.